Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Gracing us with her presence today is a woman who, from the first moment we connected, not only charged my battery, but also left me feeling inspired, excited, and eager to get her on the show. She is a graduate of Brightonwood College, where she extensively studied subjects ranging from nutrition to holistic modalities, anatomy, kinesiology, pathology, physiology, and consciousness. A world-class coach who is helping to bring her clients' unconscious stories into the conscious so that they may live the lives they've always dreamed of, and is the owner of Decode Vitality, which focuses on human performance and seeks to decode the steps necessary to achieve vitality. Please help me in welcoming Yvonne DC to the show. What's up, Yvonne? What's up, Ryan? Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem whatsoever. So, what a kind intro. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's honestly one of my favorite parts of the show is the intro. Um, you know, I've mentioned this. It's like a broken record at this point, but I'll tell you too because I'm excited. <laughs> uh, but one of my favorite podcasts is Impact Theory. And Tom Bilyeu is like just the goat at writing interviews and writing intros. So I've taken a little page from his playbook and uh, put a lot of emphasis into the intro part. And it's so fun, too. It's just awesome doing research into someone and finding out their whole journey and everything. You know? Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> true. I I'd have to agree. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. Absolutely. So, Yvonne, I'd love to begin by having you share your backstory with the listeners and how you got to where you are today. Wow, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> it really started actually from enduring a traumatic childhood um, from from both parents as well as just other incidences as a, as a young child. So by the time I was, you know, 12, I was I was already like, what is this <laughs> world that we're living in? And what it really got me already asking questions, you know, what, what makes people tick? What makes people like this? And, you know, why are people like this? And, uh, and then as I got older and had some experiences in my health and with um, Western medicine, I, you know, I wasn't getting better and, and I was noticing others as well. It wasn't just my own experience, but noticing other people that weren't feeling well or were having all these traumatic events happen in their life. And it just seemed like a, you know, miserable. And so, uh, so I was asking questions from a pretty young age. And, uh, when I was able to, you know, and then, and then of course getting involved in, in relationships that were abusive and things like that, I was like, okay you know, something's got to give. So I moved to San Diego. I was escaping uh, an abusive ex and I needed to start thinking about, okay, what do I want to do with my life? I needed to establish some focus and, and stability to, as to what I wanted to do, you know, for a career. Mm -hmm. I was not a sit behind the cubicle kind of person. <laughs> and so, yeah. <laughs> And so I looked into, because of my experiences with uh, medical doctors and, and also having experiences with like chiropractors and alternative health, that helped me so much faster. So I was like, okay, I really, that sounds really cool. I want to get into that. And so that's when I decided to go to school for holistic medicine. That's awesome. 
holistic medicine is just one of those things that from the second I got, you know, I became aware of it, it just immediately resonated with me. And, you know, it's funny because I have very similar experiences with, you know, being diagnosed with anxiety and, you know, unconsciously building an identity all around that and seeing normal doctors who would spend all of five minutes with me and kind of just like, yeah, 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 we're going to put you on this medication and we'll see if it works. And I was basically, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was there science experiment basically and you know not only that but the more we learn about pharmaceuticals the more we learn how overprescribed they are and how much damage they can do especially to developing brains you know with you yes. know, anti-anxiety medications and things of that nature so yes. you know seeing as how we both share love and passion for holistic health i was curious as to what originally prompted you to get into that field and major in it in college i know we spoke a little bit just now about you know your backstory and stuff but was there something that was there like one defining moment or was your passion cultivated for it over time a little bit of both actually there was um when i was 19 i was in a a car accident pretty bad car accident and I was going, and at the time, chiropractors were looked at as quacks, you know, mm-hmm. and wasn't as mainstream as it is now. And and I was going to, so it was the other person's fault, and, and there, so there was a settlement involved, and I was essentially forced to go to medical doctors. Well, they were just pumping me full of anti-inflammatories, mm. and my knees were really swollen. I, I, there was, I couldn't walk for a couple months, actually, mm. and... So nothing was broken. It was just swelling. So the doctor's looking at the x-rays and, well, nothing's broken. So, you know, you're fine. Well, we'll just take these anti-inflammatories. For months, I took anti-inflammatories and nothing was helping. So finally, after fighting with, you know, the lawyers and things like that, I was like, I want to go to a chiropractor and see if that will help because this is ridiculous. So they agreed um, to cover it, and I started going to this chiropractor, and within three weeks, I was able to walk, and in fact, I was already playing, like, sports. And so that spoke volumes, and then in my mid-20s, I got diagnosed with cancer and uh, was getting the traditional methods, you know, radiation, that kind of stuff, and feeling worse. Than I did just having the cancer. So I was like, okay, what's going on here? And by this time, I had gone through a few years of treatments and I had moved to San Diego, went to, you know, started going to school. Well, I had to quit a bit early because I still, you know, I got tested. I still had the cancer. It wasn't as severe, but it was still there. So I needed to get um, some laser treatments. They call it LEAP procedure and cryo. And this instructor before I left gave me a packet and it was talking about cancer and Renee Casey, who was the one who had, she's Native American with SCAC tea. Mm. And I read about how she was treating people with this tea for years and hundreds and hundreds of people a week and they were all getting cured from it. And I was like, wow. And then I was also reading how the government shut her down because of, they said taxes. And how it was the number one money maker in America and things like that. And I was like, okay, that, that mm-hmm. started me down the rabbit hole, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I got the tea and no kidding, three months it was gone. Wow. And then I had a friend who got diagnosed. He was older, got diagnosed with prostate cancer. I turned him onto the tea before he did any treatments. And same thing, three months it was gone. 
So I was like, okay, you know, there's really something to this. So I went back to school and, and that's where I learned what I realize now was just the basic fundamentals <laughs> of what's really going on. Yeah. No. And you know, it's so funny because I actually share, you know, we have a lot more in common than I even knew so far, which is, you know, my kind of journey into holistic health. I had gotten into exercise and, you know, like quasi eating well, um, uh-huh. but I had a car accident as well. Um, someone rear-ended me going about 40 miles an hour. I was almost at a dead stop. Uh, someone texting, of course, and, uh, you know, it threw my neck into all sorts of spasms and my T-spine got affected from it. And very similar thing. You know, I went to the doctor and no joke, within five minutes of her seeing me, she had never, she hadn't even touched me yet. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm getting this pain in my neck. And she goes, well, you know, it's probably never going to be the same again. But you know what? We can put you on anti-inflammatories. There's that term again. (laughs) And, you know, it's kind of just a, you know, rinse and repeat thing. You know, you're going to be on Mm -hmm. them for probably the rest of your life. But, you know, we can give you cortisone shots and we can give you trigger point injections. And I start hearing all this and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You haven't even put your hands on me yet. Like, how do you automatically know that it's... Yeah. And, And, you know, that moment, I actually, you know, I thank her, you know, because that was a defining moment for me because that's when I decided, decided like, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to be just another number in your system, you know? Exactly. And, and I started going out on my own. And very similar also to you, insurance did not cover it. So I ended up spending about $12,000 over the next two years on massage, wow. um, chiropractor, uh, which that was partly covered because for some reason they, they do cover that, which... Um, it's funny because very similar to you, I had been brought up to think that chiropractors are quacks and all this stuff. And no joke. I mean, I just saw my chiropractor yesterday. He's, he is the ultimate person in my life that can immediately fix whatever's going on. And, Mm -hmm. and so when I first started seeing him and I started seeing a myofascial release massage therapist who I'm actually going to have on the show pretty soon as well, um, my whole life turned around, you know, I mean, my massage therapist, the first time he looked at me, he said, it looked like two people, like two halves of different bodies have been glued together, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess I was having a couple issues before the car accident too, you know, but the cat, the, the, uh, you know, the kind of caveat was like the fact that, you know, the car accident actually brought me into what's now homeostasis, where now I'm back mm-hmm. into my body being able to heal itself, which, you know, is something that I know we've spoken about previously, just about how our body is supposed to be able to self heal. But the problem is that, or one of the problems is, because it's multifaceted, that I see it as is that, you know, the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems, they're both extremely important, right? But the sympathetic nervous system is fight or flight, right? So our body thinks there's a tiger near us that we need to get away from when we're stuck in that system. Right, exactly. But the problem is there's usually, anyway, no tigers unless you're Joe Exotic. But what there is is... There, <laughs> what there is, is there's coworkers that you don't like that you're sitting next to day in and day out. There's traffic you're stuck in day in and day yes. out. There are what's, you know, what we both know is chronic stressors. And so it, you know, when we're stuck in that system, it doesn't allow our body to be able to rest and digest and slip into the parasympathetic where it can heal itself, you know? Exactly. And, exactly. You know, that tea sounds absolutely amazing. I need to learn more about that because I'm huge into, you know, homeopathy and different, you know, alternative uh, treatments for cancer and for other conditions as well. And I've had many experiences in my own life watching people get their diet in order and just really believe different things about their illness and, you know, have it remediate seemingly overnight and had the scans to prove it. So there's definitely, 
there's more to the story than we're, you know, than we know. Absolutely. And the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. You know, it's like, you know, I'm so many people are like, I want science. I want proof. I want this. I want that. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm living proof right here. (laughs) Yeah. And so are some other people I know. And that was before CBD was really big. So that's another big one that I'm passionate about as well, because I when I got into this work, I, one of the biggest things I wanted to focus on was getting to the root cause of all of it. Mm -hmm. You know, the more I learned about health, the more I realized that vitamins and things like that, although they're not, I don't want to say they're bad. It's things that our our body can become dependent on that for Mm -hmm. producing it as opposed to it producing it itself. So, uh, so CBD is one of my favorite things because it goes in at a receptor, you know, root cause level to take care of a lot of different things. Yeah. And, you know, you're speaking my language in CBD because I think I've told you before, I spent the last, God, 10 years just working in cannabis and the last four years at a dispensary working with sick medical patients who were, had issues ranging from, you know, simple anxiety all the way to cancer, you know, terminal treatments uh, or terminal uh, diagnoses and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. it's amazing what cannabis can do for people, you know, if for nothing else than just the mental state, you know, to be able to separate. Which and is Huge. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's everything. <laughs> I mean, 90, 90 some percent of our health issues is from stress. So yes. if we can reduce the stress, then we can take care of a lot of other stuff. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you are 100 percent right on that, because I think. 97% of it is really all mental, you know, and, you know, we've seen it both with story work, which we'll get to, you know, in a little while, but, you know, what you believe you become, you know, and this Absolutely. gets into Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton, who I know we're both huge fans of. And, you know, there's just, there's so many things that the Western world is now just becoming aware of that, mm-hmm. you know, as of, you know, up until a few years ago, I really didn't hear a lot about meditation or breath work. And now everyone's doing Wim Hof, you know, and it's awesome. Like uh-huh. I'm super pumped yeah, it about it, great. you know, so it's good to see that humanity at large is, you know, slowly but surely tapping back into the wisdom within, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. So. The subject of nutrition, speaking of health, right, <laughs> is one that seemingly has new trends coming out each time I open up Instagram. What is your opinion on the obsession over different diets these days? And do you feel diet is truly a one-size-fits-all thing, or do you feel it's more individualized, you know, by person to person? Absolutely individualized. Mm-hmm. You know, we are we all have a different biochemistry. We all have di- is it like a fingerprint? You yes. know, we all have different things going on with our body. The down, the, sadly, you know, it's it can get expensive to get testing done and lab work done to come up with a catered approach. However, I found by just asking some simple questions about their general health and well-being, get an idea of what, you know, nutrition can do for them. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely, there is no one size fits all, I don't believe. And, and to push any kind of, you know, singular diet idea. Now, I do agree that organic is very important, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't believe anybody should pay to poison themselves. <laughs> and, <I agree>. um, <laughs> but yeah, I do believe it's an individual thing. And it's really balancing the gut biome, you know, is key. Mm-hmm. So, you know, lots of fermented vegetables, um, 
and yeah, and just a catered approach based on the individual for sure. Yeah. It's so funny you just brought up that analogy of paying to poison ourselves because I have famously for years said, like, why should I have to pay more to get food that's not poisonous? You know what I mean? Oh, and it's, don't even get me started. <laughs> it's such a weird thing, right? Like, I feel like this is one of those things that we're going to look back on in 100 years and be like, yeah, do you know they used to have to pay for food that wasn't treated with chemicals and wasn't poisonous? It's Yeah, you know, it's, exactly. Oh, not to mention... I got- Oh, sorry. Go, oh, go on. Ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say not to mention the fact that all our soils, our topsoils are depleted of minerals yeah. and are all deficient in magnesium and a lot of trace minerals, which leads to a host of other issues, too. You know, which to me is the only reason we really even need supplements is because our yep. food is just so poor quality. Otherwise, supplements, you know, we would get what we need from our food. And in regards to nutrition, like you were saying, like you get the vitamins and minerals. And yes, those are important now. However, food, you know, we need to be cautious of isolates and things like that. Our body doesn't know how to break those things down. So when we get things in whole food form, so even if we're getting vitamins or supplements, you know, making sure it's in a form that our body can recognize and utilize. Otherwise, again, we're just wasting money on supplements at that point, not just food. And so there, it's, it's so, like you said, it's so multifaceted. And uh, sad, really, that it is to this degree. But, you know, it's uh, it's important. Nutrition is huge. You know, this is our vehicle in this, you know, physical form. So we do need to take care of our physical body. Um, we just, you know, it's, there's got to be a balance. So to me, as long as you're getting as organic as possible and you're taking things like you know, sulfur, if you don't have a sulfur sensitivity and, uh, like I said, CBD and things that really get to the root cause of things. You know, GABA is a big one I recommend um, because, you know, we when because we're in such a stress state, people are in such a stress state, they're not getting into that delta sleep, which is when we produce GABA, which helps us with anxiety as well as deep sleep. So, you know, so those are some things I recommend uh, that we can do at a root cause level that can help balance other things out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, it's funny you mentioned GABA, too. My girlfriend has had sleep issues for pretty much her whole, like, adult life. And one of the things she always takes before she goes to bed is GABA. And one of the coolest Great. things I've done for myself this year is I went out and bought an aura ring. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with what, like, the aura ring yes. is. But mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome, you know. And it's so cool because I, you know, self-admittedly sleep like a baby. Um, or actually, that's a bad analogy. I sleep like a rock, actually, because babies don't sleep that well. I don't know why. Another <laughs> weird saying that people can but (laughs) but um so you know in the morning i'll plug my ring in and i'll actually get a sleep score right and then depending on what score i get i know kind of how far i can push it that day if i'm going to do a big strength workout and i get like a 50 or 60 on my sleep score which is very rare um i usually get like honestly 90s my girlfriend gets so mad at me because we both have more rings you know but um but it's funny because when I do get uh, a low sleep score, I'll I can feel it, right? So now I understand. Even when I don't plug my ring in, I'll wake up and go, "Oof, probably a low score today." You know, when that does happen, mm-hmm. and usually mm-hmm. it's you know before quarantine when I'd go out to concerts and things like that and be exposed to a lot of blue light after sun, you know, set. Right. Like yeah. But you know, that's how you can become more aware of your body and Absolutely. you know, yeah. In in terms of nutrition too, like 
I find that all the time, especially like people are like, you have to eat meat or you have to be vegetarian. You have to be vegan. And it's like, guys, like, oh, it's I know it. the, the dogma behind all this stuff is crazy. And you're right that like the only way to truly know is to either do a rotation diet, which I you know highly advise if anyone listening mm-hmm. cannot afford a food sensitivity test, which is one of the best ways I think to find out, um, you know, Eat, Move, and Be Healthy, which is a book by Paul Check. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar. Yeah, but, yes, uh, I love him. Oh, he's like literally my mentor at this point. He's my guru. But his book, Eat, Move, and Be Healthy, it's like 20 bucks. And in the back of it, it has a whole entire – he formulated this whole entire way to do a rotation diet. So it's a four-day system, and he has different foods that you know pair with each other. Like you know, one day might be like chicken, broccoli – cauliflower and like you know beans let's just say i have no idea if that's really what it is but you know you keep a food journal and you track how you feel after you eat each type of food right and that's a great way to you know kind of figure out what works for you yeah but i agree like the only thing i tell people like a blanket statement is just organic whole foods you know that's the number one thing and then just you know just stay curious from there And movement, you know, and and things like turmeric or your simple things like that that reduce inflammation and Mm -hmm. also like the rotation. I like the idea of the rotation diet because I have my favorite foods, you know, that I could eat every day. But (laughs) when we do that, we can build an actual um, reaction to those foods when we Mm -hmm. have them too consistently and too frequently. So rotation diet's a great suggestion as well. Yeah, I actually just got a food sensitivity test done recently. And basically the foods that I ate the most were all almost reactive, um, giving me like almost an immune response. Um, Mm -hmm. But I had an interesting kind of thing happen recently where I was experiencing blepharitis on my eyelids, which is like an eczema like type thing. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, definitely not attractive. You know, like I'm trying to I'm trying to like record videos (laughs) and like, you know, it's like it looks like I'm wearing eyeshadow in my videos and people are like, hey, bro, you wearing eyeshadow? I'm like, no. So I was like, I have to get this gone. Right. So. I go to the doctor, right? We're talking about Western medicine here, right? And so I go to the doctor and I'm like, you know, I know what they're going to do. They're going to prescribe a steroid cream. But because I looked online and it was kind of crazy, like there was no real mention. It was basically just like, yeah, no one knows why it happens or how it happens or how to get it to go away. Just go to the doctor and we'll give you a steroid cream. So I go to the doctor. Yeah, of course. I get a, like, I get a steroid cream for the short term because I'm like, I got to film these videos and I don't want to look like I'm wearing eyeshadow anymore. So, <laughs> so I get this, <laughs> I get the steroid cream. I, it makes it go away. But every time I stop using it for about three or four days, comes right back. Right. So I'm yeah. like kind of like at my wits end. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm eating healthy. Um, talking to uh, Dr. Lance, actually, you know, Lance Davis, who's another enlisted coach. And him mm-hmm. and I were, you know, shooting the shit about this issue because he had had it at one point, too. And it was actually funny. It was when I recorded the podcast with him and I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, these are like the four things I started doing recently. So it's probably one of those, you know, I just got to cut those out and figure out which one. And he's like, mm, Ryan, that's the funny thing, man. It's probably something you've been doing your whole life. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, no. So don't make me cut it out. Exactly. Because I'm like, in my head, I'm like, because he was like, it was eggs for me. That's what he said. He was like, you know, once uh, I cut eggs out, it was like night and day. And I was like, oh, my God, if I have to lose eggs, I don't know what I'll do. They're like the cornerstone of my time. You know, so I I was afraid it was either that or nuts, you know, because I eat a lot of almond butter, too. And um, Mm -hmm. so long story short, my girlfriend uh, had just got registered as an FDN, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. And so she administered a test on me. Um, This is like right when COVID started, too. So I was like bored at home. I was like, why not? You know, might as well learn everything (laughs) about me. So I did the test and got it back. And it was funny, like the second, like the day before I got it back. 
I had read an article from, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Dave Asprey, uh, the biohacker, who I'm sure you're probably mm-hmm. well aware of. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah, we're friends on Facebook, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a really cool guy. Like, talk about someone who, when I read him, I was like, we are twin flames, man. Like, he was like, I want to live to be 150. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I don't think anyone's ever, like, got the nail on the head to what my goal is. <laughs> so, so, yeah. um, so I got it back. And, uh, long story short, like, I read an article from him and he was like, oh, and just like the caveat of it was like, oh, and by the way, if you drink alkaline water, be careful because it will neutralize your hydrochloric acid and lead to food sensitivities. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been drinking nothing but Essentia for five years, a gallon a day. Oh, so wow. long story short, I cut that out and um, cut out the foods that came up sensitive in my test and bam, no more blepharitis. So, you know, that's a little. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. You can definitely get too alkaline. It's all about balance, really. Is, is what it all has boiled down to in everything is it's all coming down to balance. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of balance, you know, what are some of your favorite holistic modalities to maintain balance? You know, like I love yoga. I love some aromatherapy. What are some of yours? I hiking and nature for me are huge. Mm. Uh, you know, the grounding aspect as well as the time to this i've really gotten addicted to the stillness and the quiet to where i can get out of that sympathetic and into the parasympathetic much faster i do love yoga i love there's really all different kinds of things (laughs) that i enjoy um doing as far as that goes i'm very much into nikola tesla so Mm -hmm. the energy frequency and vibration So with the program that I've been working on for a few years now and putting together and testing and researching different products, I'm very much into like infrared saunas, vibroacoustics, sound therapies of multiple kinds. And then uh, martial arts is my thing. Mm. I'm big into martial arts, so I love the movement. And uh, I do love yoga as well. Martial arts is just more, I don't know, fascinating in the movement of the energy as you're moving and doing the different uh, uh, moves and things like that. Mm-hmm. So so those are just a few of mine, <laughs> but That's... there's really countless lists of things I enjoy um, as far as that goes. I, I can't say that I pick just one, but the ones that I do on a regular basis is definitely getting in nature and um, sound mm. are two good ones. Yeah, I I know binaural beats for me have been huge. Um, yeah, have, have you tried those before? Absolutely, I do those regularly, and and a lot of times in meditation, I'll use those if there's you know other people around or if there's distractions, I'll put in some binaural tones and listen to those while I meditate. It's really been amazing. Yeah. And it's cool you mentioned frequencies, too, because my friend Leah, who I think was episode number two on the podcast, um, I'll have to connect you to because I definitely think you would vibe really, really That'd well. That'd be great. Yeah. She's actually in L.A. Uh, now, too. So she's like closer to you anyway. Where where are you out of right now? I am actually in Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Hell Just yeah. came here on Sunday and I will be in Maine next week. Oh, wow. You'll be in Maine. That's really cool. Yeah. That's right yes. up in my area. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm like the more, <laughs> the more this stuff happens with the COVID and all this craziness, I'm like, just get me in nature yes. as far away from big cities as possible. Maine is definitely the right place then. Uh, where like, you know, it's funny because, you know, that's been my favorite part of quarantine too. I mean, I've, 
you know, I hate to say it to some people listening, but I've loved quarantine. I think it's awesome. You know, and I think <laughs> it's been great. I mean, and this I'm is like, co- why is everybody tripping? This right. Is no. And like, you know, I'm like the most social person I've ever met. My girlfriend literally can't take me anywhere without me getting stuck talking to someone. I love social activity. <laughs> I love Same. music festivals. I love all the stuff that you can't do right now. However, I feel like I realized at the beginning of quarantine just how in how much of a deficiency I was running in just being just being right. Not. Yes, absolutely. Like I always say, we are human beings, not human doings. So exactly. Yeah. And I I was exactly the same way. And, you know, and not that I'm not. I love to socialize and be around like hearted, like minded people. It's more I'm especially doing this language um, certification and coaching, I have found I am much more, I see the importance of the stillness and the quiet and, you know, again, the balance of the two. Mm. Yeah. And balance is the right word. And that's, you know, another reason why, you know, when Leah first showed me amino neurofrequency therapy, it's like these little pads that you put on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's funny if anyone had told me about this beforehand, like I'm open to everything, but I would have been like, oh, that's interesting. Like, does it really work? (laughs) Like, you know, because it doesn't look like anything happens. But she did it on me. So I was having a lot of neck tension at one point. And uh, so she, you know, just sat me down in the chair and she filmed it. Right. And she was like, all right, move your, you know, kind of give me a control test, you know, move your neck back, forth, upright, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she put these pads on these different areas, which emit certain frequencies into your body to, you know, I'm going to probably butcher this, but bring your body back into homeostasis, I think is the overarching theme of them. And like within five minutes of them being on, all of a sudden I had like a third more range of motion in every direction. And not only that, but my, yeah, my tension like gone away, like seemingly within minutes. And it honestly freaked me out in the best of ways. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah. And then I did research into Rife and all the stuff he's done. um, Oh. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which I'm sure we could talk on for hours, too. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I could go on so, forever about sound. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm big on sound healing, too, and frequency healing, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and for me, it's the removing of distractions. Yes. I have realized that, you know, the more I've come in my journey, the more I've realized that there is just so much simple thing, little things that you wouldn't even really that I wasn't even aware of that were distractions mm. in my life that I have found as I've turned away from those things and focused more on going inward that um, that it's so valuable and has helped in so much in so many different areas of my life. Just, you know, finding that balance with the sound and then removing distraction has been huge for me. Yeah. You know, I think like, you know, in the inner silence is where the true wisdom comes in. You know, Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. It's funny because one thing I found very beneficial for my own health, both inner and outer and well-being, is the practice of breath work. Um, I know we talked a little bit about Wim Hof, but do you practice any other styles of breath work, including Wim Hof? And if so, what are your, some of your favorite styles overall? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, it's so, <laughs> it's so funny. You know, growing up, like I said, growing up the way I did and and not being aware that I wasn't breathing. And, you know, especially having come from a traumatic childhood, you know, it was just all I knew. So I, you know, talk about being choked up for so long and, you know, in my breath. And so I I think, you know, I have some people around me sometimes that think I'm like doing Lamaze or something because I'm just like <laughs> constantly 
like, oh, I got to breathe. I got to breathe. Um, I love doing shamanic, uh, holotropic, you know, and, and I love Brandon Powell where he combines the sound with the breath and circular breathing. You know, there's depending on my goal or my aim, you know, will depend the box breathing, that kind of thing, you know, but it's just just remembering to breathe in the belly and and breathing the right way has made all the difference in the world you know there's depending on if it's like an emotional release i'm trying to do or you know boost my immune system just depending on the goal will depend on the breath work i do so yes i do practice a few different types um but yeah just taking a few minutes a day and just to do some slow deep breath can make all the difference in the world so absolutely i love doing breath work yeah i agree it's my favorite inner work modality so far and you know it's cool you mentioned brandon powell too i mean that that session we went through on what was it called three i think whoa yeah like yeah that was oh yeah i went places (laughs) i literally went places i was like this is like kind of simulating a hallucinogenic high right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all right. Well, it's like Mark always says, get high on your own supply. (laughs) Exactly. It's the best supply there is, you know. And Tap into that psychopharmacology. Yes, definitely. Yeah, Brandon is, I mean, what an amazing human being that guy is. Uh, Truly, yes. I mean, his ability, I mean, as a musician myself, like just his ability to integrate the breath work with all of those different instruments, his vocals, his drumming, I mean, it's just... It's incredible, you know, and it, it, is. it blew me away. Yeah. Yes. It hoping, is, yeah. Uh, hoping to get him on the podcast one day soon. Oh, too. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm sure he would love to. Yeah. And, you know, piggybacking off the last question, inner work modalities such as the previously mentioned subject of breath work, as well as meditation practices are becoming increasingly popular in our Western world these days. Why do you think these subjects are having such a renaissance of sorts right now? Oh, well... I may step on some toes with this one, but whatever. Um, <laughs> step on all the toes my you want. <laughs> <laughs> and love you. Yeah. Um, love you too. <laughs> in my experience with clients, with my own experience, as well as with clients that I have worked with, Western medicine has really just failed some people. And so I believe it's caused them to look in other, you know, other means and other areas. And then you have that coupled with um, the information coming out now about CBD, as well as meditation. And like you said, breath work, you know, having more science out there to back these things. Thanks to Bruce Lipton, Joe Dispenza, Greg Braden, you know, and others like that, you know, it's things it's simple things that people can do to drastically change their health and well-being without needing to go to doctors or take these prescriptions and things like that. It's, you know, so I, I believe that, you know, especially when I was setting up a, a CBD store in Kansas City, uh, I think it was last year, and, you know, people, a lot of older ones coming in and things, and they were so tired of taking all these different medications that, you know, weren't really doing anything for them. So, you know, so I, I believe that, um, people are looking now more than ever because they realize that, uh, there are other methods and means out there to get better without having to pay a bunch of money or, um, or that makes them, you know, you take one prescription and then you need like three others to counter what that one does to you, you know? Yeah. And you know, how I've always viewed it too, is like, 
Sure, Western medicine, God forbid, if you get in a car accident and you need, like, life-saving surgery. Right, yeah, it's exactly. Great, but, it has its place. Yeah, but, like, you know, I feel like in the Western world, we don't really have health care. We have sick care, right? Which is like, oh, I'm sick. There was no prevention, so let me go to the doctor yes. and now get a cure for it, right? Get, yes. Given the cure. When in reality, yes. you know, holistic health and, you know, nutrition, I mean, going back to nutrition for a second, I mean, you know, food is health care. I mean, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine, Absolutely. right? And that was what? 2,000 years ago or something exactly. crazy. Exactly. <laughs> Thank like, you. It Science get... has discovered. It's like, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have now, you know, come to the conclusion that actually it's what you eat that makes your body healthy. You know, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. wow, with all this modern technology, that's what you've come to the conclusion of. You <laughs> Way know? to catch up, science. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because for me, what I feel is honestly happening, too, and I agree with everything you said, too, is that people you know, innately know that life should not be this disempowering. You know, the human body is amazing. It's, it's, you know, it's, I mean, our brain is the most advanced computer that we've ever, I mean, we haven't been able to replicate it. So, you know, the ability to empower yourself and realize that everything you need to heal yourself is within yourself. Absolutely. It's just so empowering. And I feel like, absolutely, yeah, I feel like that's really what people are starting to come back to. Luckily, thank you, like thanks to Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton and people like that, you know, Paul Check and, you know, uh, all these people that are just really bringing this stuff. Getting it out there. Yeah, bringing Mm -hmm. it into the limelight, you know, because, and, you know, again, like people look at the internet as a bad thing a lot of times. And yes, it could be construed as that in some ways, but it's amazing that we are in the age of information. You know, the problem is just that exactly. I think a lot of us are stuck in analysis paralysis, you know, where there's just so much information <laughs> coming in, you know, that it's just like, where do we start? You know, so that's true. That's true. It is. And that, well, and then that's why, you know, we're here, you know, yes. and, and coaching yes. is here is so mm-hmm. that people have somewhere to go and be able to get, you know, like through, and that's, really what I'm about and I know you're about is just a one-stop shop so to speak to Mm -hmm. get that information in one place that can direct people on all these different topics and subjects of how they can improve their life with these simple you know techniques or uh, products or what have you yeah absolutely and and empowering self-empowerment is key Self-love is also key, Uh, you know, and they really go hand in hand. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're two peas in a pod for sure, you know, and it's funny because like, you know, I always say to, you know, clients and also just other people and myself a lot of times, too, that, you know, all love starts with self-love, you know, and it's actually one of the mantras I've used for the past four years. You know, after my dad passed away, going through all that and really going through a dark night of the soul. But, you know, realizing that energy, again, cannot be created or destroyed, just reformed. And, you know, the way that uh, Bruce Lipton puts it was, again, we were talking before the episode started about, you know, the the best people that teach this stuff can put it into simplistic terms. And so he was, you know, I was listening to that podcast with him and Aaron Alexander, and they were talking about how he was saying, like, you know, if you're watching a TV show, right, and your TV dies, is the show still there? And people are like, yeah, the TV is just dead. Okay, so if you get a new TV, you can put the show back on, correct? Yeah. That's a really good analogy. Right? That's cool. And, you know, things like that are so paramount because I feel like, a lot of people, you know, are at different places in their spiritual journey and a lot of people Absolutely, haven't embarked yes. on it yet. 
but I feel like everyone can understand that idea, right? They might not agree with it at that time, but they understand it, right? And then they can do their own investigatory work and come to hopefully exactly. the same conclusion, you know? Yeah. Yes. And, you know, speaking of Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza and Paul Check and all these amazing heavyweights of the holistic world, I know we've spoken before about some of our mutual inspirations with regards to fellow humans who have allowed us to dig deep into ourselves and become the people we are today. Who have been some of your biggest inspirations throughout your journey? Wow. Um, you know, them for sure. Um, you know, with with the really great explanation, especially with Joe Dispenza on the, you know, our physical body and how it's all connected, how we, you know, are all connected and everything is connected. That was really big. But Lao Tzu even, you know, Carlos Castaneda, Rumi, you know, a lot of ancient um, philosophers and things, their sayings are so simple and so powerful at the same time. Carolyn Mays um, has been huge in, you know, really helping me understand the power of our choices and helping wake me up to the fact that, you know, what are our choices based on? Are they based on fear, past archetypes, you know, programming, or based on our uh, soul and our heart and listening to our heart. And that's where, you know, again, Greg Braden bringing out mm. the science about having a separate neuro network in our heart that is separate memories from our brain. Mm -hmm. And where the breath work to me, as well as this uh, sort of, you know, language uh, work is it really, to me, gets the, gets to those things that are stored in our memories, in our hearts, and brings those things to the surface. Um, I also love Wayne Dyer, mm. you know, and the Tao, those, those kinds of things have, you know, really all just, you know, led me along in how it's simple and powerful. It really is. It's simple and powerful. And, and because we come from a world that's so crazy and, and there's just we're bombarded with so much stuff mm. that it can get convoluted and so keeping it simple for me has been the biggest thing that has transformed me and so their simplistic you know sayings that they had back then have just helped tremendously yeah carlos castaneda was probably one of my biggest catalysts into who i am today um i remember in i think it was 2017 I read his, you know, Adventures of Don Juan, and they talked mm -hmm. about, you know, I had, you know, been growing cannabis for quite some time at that time and in the industry at that time. And I had always known that there was something different about growing your own cannabis that was different from using other people's cannabis that they had grown. Absolutely. And, you know, when he talked about how, like, Don Juan, you know, specifically told, I, f I forget the character's name, but the scientist who came from, like, I think it was, like, uh, Berkeley or something that went to Mexico to, you know, visit with him. You know, mm -hmm. um, he was talking about how like plant allies, you know, and like the smoke and the weed and everything, which for anyone listening who hasn't read the weed is not cannabis. It's actually like a combination of different plants. But mm -hmm. um, it was funny because the main thing he stressed in it was like to the scientists was like, listen, you have to grow it yourself or it's not going to work as an ally. And it was one of those moments where I was like, I, I that's what I've thought this whole time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, sweet. Yes, exactly. So I agree with you. Putting things in simplistic terms, it's just it makes it makes it resonate so much higher and it makes it hit on such a deeper level too. 
Absolutely. That's a really good point to hit on a deeper level. The more simplistic, the more, yeah, the deeper I feel it resonates. Yeah. And, you know, that's what's so great about, you know, the story work and everything, which we'll get to in a little while. But, you know, it's simple, you know, it doesn't mean it's easy, but it's simple. I forget who said that recently. It might have been Mark that was saying it, but he was saying about something. He's like, you know, it's simple, but not easy, but it's simple. And it was like, yeah, ah, having those like, you know, defined, but yet understanding they're separate, um, but equal is just, you know, been such a another like important thing that I've realized recently is like not just because I mean just because it's simple does not mean it's easy and not because it's easy does not mean it's just does not necessarily mean it's simple either so it's yeah. interesting yeah <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day actually because I've watched the cosmic giggle I can't even like I've lost count actually of how many times and each time I've watched it I've got something different gleaned something different out of it and you know, and a lot of what Mark said in there was really just resonated with me. And it's so funny because it was very simple, yet it took removing the distraction and the programming, you know, doing this work and the coaching and to be like, okay, oh, now I get it, you know, and then just having these aha moments and just things start clicking and dots start connecting. And so, yeah, it's really not, it's, it's simple. The only reason it's complicated is because we've been made to believe that this matrix and the things in this matrix, that everything is so complicated and you need somebody outside yourself to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's so disempowering, you know, because, absolutely, you know, to think that, you know, in order to, you know, get to where you want to go, you have to pay tons of money. And if you don't have it, oh, well, you know, you're just stuck in the system. Yeah. And that's all there Sorry, is. You know? and, so well. and, you know, that brings me to a great point, which is, you know, Bruce Lipton, who we've mentioned, I think, probably like 20 times now. But, you know, to anyone listening, <laughs> go research Bruce Lipton. He's amazing. But, yes. you know, Bruce Lipton is someone I've really been fascinated with as of late. And funnily enough, is one of the first people you sent me a video of when we first connected. You know, could you share with the listeners? a little bit about his work with epigenetics and what are what epigenetics is and the power that each individual truly has with regards to their individual genes. Wow, that's a whole episode by itself. <laughs> um, and probably several episodes, actually. Yes. But in the most simplest terms, uh, Bruce Lipton, when I, you know, learning about all these things, and I, I'm, I'm a total research nerd, and, you know, I just experiencing what I've experienced with this coaching and this story work, I could feel and it was really intuitive. And yet I would and then I would be drawn to articles and information that really backed up what intuitively I was picking up. And one of the things is with the epigenetics, if you remember the mice and the cherry blossoms, do you remember mm-hmm. that study that was mm-hmm. done? So, you know, that was really powerful in realizing that we, you know, our genes, the biggest discovery, I believe, is that our genes are, we can change them. We are not trapped in this, you know, like, say, uh, cancer. You know, one of the things when I found out I had cancer, I'm like, why do I have cancer? It doesn't run in the family. You know, nobody else in the family has this type of cancer. And we were told it was genetic, right? Mm-hmm. Or heart disease. Oh, that runs in my family. And and it begins to become excuses mm-hmm. for for people's health issues and things. Well, Bruce Lipton really shifted that 
with the discovery of epigenetics and realizing that our genes actually can be changed based on our feelings and belief systems as well as our environment. And one of the things, again, with having cancer, when I moved to San Diego and got away from that negative environment that I was in, I already could feel that I was getting better. And so... So it was really fascinating to think about not only the generational uh, program, if you look at our DNA as a, as a program, a software in our body, you know, and removing viruses, you know, removing those limiting belief systems, removing the, the, the thought processes that have constricted us into believing that this is all we are and this is how it is and there's nothing that can be done about it, which again, like you said, is disempowering. Mm-hmm. And that really has come out and made it clear and scientifically proven that we even have power over our genes and our genetic expressions. Um, and so that to me was huge because I could feel that with the story work as I was releasing these emotional trapped stored traumas, I, you know, literally felt like genes were activating, you know, we genes are like switches, think of mm-hmm. them as light switches, you know, on and off. And, you know, with so much uh, programming and, and poor nutrition or whatever it is that's causing these genes to be flipped off and stay off, you know, and then just changing simple things like our language. In fact, I, um, I'll have to send it to you. I don't remember if I did or not, but they actually Harvard did a study, and this was all the way back in 1994. Um, this was something that Harvard did a study on that, you know, and here's what's funny, that science calls it, you know, junk email. Mm-hmm. Junk email, junk, uh, junk DNA. Uh, DNA. Yep. And <laughs> automatically went to email. <laughs> There's a lot of junk, junk emails, too. <laughs> That's another conspiracy we'll get down. Why is there so yes, many we emails? Have a lot of, we have a lot of <laughs> spam genes, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But they found that that only 1% of our DNA sequences is translated into proteins. And 99% of genomes were qualified what they called junk email. But that's because they didn't know at the time that, you know, that it could be changed with environment and with emotion. And so they just dismissed it. as. And one of the things it said, which was very interesting, is that linguists, biologists and linguists from Harvard had shown that it has um, that that part of the DNA has features of human language. So, you know, that really got me, you know, realizing how powerful this story work is in regards to our gene expression and our environment and our feeling, how we feel and think about ourselves, you know, in regards to that and how much power we really have. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny because people, you know, a lot of people aren't aware of this, but the power of language doesn't just, you know, affect us. I mean, if you write, you know, uh, Masura Emoto, you know, the author of Messages from Water in the Universe, right? So I figured you probably knew about this guy, you know, for those listening who haven't heard about his experiments, he showed in a multitude of different experiments that, you know, water's molecular structure changed depending on what words were either written on the bottle of it. So he was writing love and gratitude on the water and the water became more harmonized. And then Mm -hmm. he was also showing that even the thought 
of like positivity put onto a bottle of water. So he had this experiment where we had two different uh, groups. He had one group in one room, another group in another room, and they both had a glass of water. And one group was, and they measured the water beforehand, took the measurements mm-hmm. and everything as a control. And then they had one group, you know, put prayer of positive emotion on that water and then they tested it. And they had the other group put the prayer of negative emotion. And the water was completely different depending on whether positive or negative emotion was put upon it. So, you know, we're 70% water, right? So what does that mean about our body? You know, and that was like a big light bulb moment for me when I first read that story. And it was, I mean, God, four years before I ever really got into like affirmations and all the other things um, that we're now well aware of are, you know, dictating our reality. But it's just so funny how people don't hear about this stuff, you know, because it's not in it's not on Fox News. (laughs) Exactly. It's not mainstream, that's for sure. And, you know, God forbid they lose their money train, um, you know, with something so simple as language, Mm -hmm. you know, and how we feel and think about ourselves. And that one thing I realized, you know, thinking about Nikola Tesla and the vortex math and all that, you know, the more we speak and have self-love for ourselves and heal ourselves, then we automatically have that love and feeling for others. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really this cyclical Cycles like Greg Braden's really big into cycles, and it's so true that you know it's how we speak to ourselves and others is so important. Like you said, it's so important. Our voice, if you think about it, is vibration, is frequency. Mm-hmm. You know, so and our thoughts, our frequency. So how we're feeling, thinking, talking, all of that is huge. Yeah, and it's funny because people will automatically, you know understand the fact of like, oh, well, I have to put my mask on before I put anyone else's mask on when they're on an airplane. But they don't understand the fact that like, to be able to love someone else, you have to fill your cup first before you, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And, you know, if you do, you'll end up, you know, just resenting a lot. And, you know, I feel for a lot of mothers out there because they're, they're, they're poured empty basically, you know, from, from children and from their husbands and everything like that, you know, and personally, I always feel like just women are a stronger breed than men. It just, it just really is like, <laughs> it's a fact in my <laughs> eyes. Um, but yeah, I feel for them a lot because there's some of the people that fall victim to that more than, or, you know, I'm careful to say victim, but they fall into that trap, let's say, um, programming. More than, yeah. Programming. Exactly. And you know, that's what I think is another great thing about how Bruce Lipton talks about the subconscious and the conscious and how yeah. 95% of your day is ran from the subconscious, right? Which exists in programs. That's all your programs, right? So imagine like you have to go walk, boom, a program turns on that allows you to walk. You don't have to think about it after you learn it, right? Right, but exactly. Only 5% is spent in the conscious, conscious where you're allowed to actually or you're able to actually dream and, you know, manifest things, right? And mm-hmm. people don't understand why like, you know, they're like they wake up like today I'm going to have a different day and then they go throughout their day and they get home and, you know, like he perfectly put it, he's like, you know, they come home with a bleeding foot and a smoking gun in their hand and they have no idea how the how the foot became bloody you know and it's like you know and people don't you know they don't understand it enough and it's i think it's because in our overly convoluted world it's just more simple Uh, than anything you know yeah well and you know it's so interesting that you say that and and the self-love thing you know one thing in my journey that and and i touched on this in the in the video you know speech thing Mm -hmm. that i'm writing is how really convoluted 
what it means to love mm-hmm. and self-love yeah, and the unconditional self-love. And with so much programming and believing that there's the judgment and the shame and the guilt and the fear and the these kinds of things that have been told what love is or God loves or this, that, and the other, and yet that's not love at all. Exactly. Love has no condition. Mm-hmm. Love has no expectations. Love has no judgment. So, you know, I believe that people have this this skewed idea of what love, self-love or otherwise, really is. Because we've been programmed to believe that love is those other things. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I realized, especially, you know, growing up in a, you know, Christian, whatever, religious environment that we're told, you know, God's going to judge you if you do this, and God, you know, expects you to do this, and God did it. So we're taught for millennia that love is this, you know, thing that we're expected to do this and expected to do that, and we're judged if we don't, and, you know, and so it's really twisted what it is to love. And we, and so it's, it's, so I believe that people, it makes them feel guilty if they look at themselves, like you said, with mothers and self-care, mm-hmm. self-care for all of us. We, you know, to have self-care, you know, we need to, should not have to feel guilty for taking time for ourselves to recharge and recover from, you know, this matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that 110%. And I brought this up with Ryan Walla the other day during his episode, you know, the concept of selfless selfishness, which is the idea that in order yeah. to be a person that is fit for service, right? And to be of service, you need to make sure that you are able to be of service first, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I agree that, you know, love has been twisted in every which way to be possession. You know, I mean, you know, not nothing against marriage, but think about the idea of like, you know, you're now mine and I'm now yours and it's kind of, you know, possessive. And, you know, then, Absolutely. right. It's like, you know, when you really it's think like about I, it, it's kind of I want to control you so much. I'm going to get the government yes, involved. You yes, know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like everyone doesn't like taxes, but yet when it comes to marriage, we're going to get the government involved. You know, it's like, all right, yeah. this is kind of weird. I'm not following, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I don't trust that, that you're going to stay with me because I don't love myself enough that I'm fearful that you're going to leave me. So I want to get a contract. You exactly. Know, force and, you to stay here. Yeah. And without you, I would die because I don't have enough self-love. So I'm going to get yeah, the contracts. Exactly. Involved. It's like, yeah, it's very strange. And, you know, also materialism, like, hey, anniversary, here's a gift, you know, and it's like, well, I mean, that's all well and good. Like, I'm not against gifts by any means, but yeah. it's just, I see a lot of people falling into the trap. They think love is just gifts and just oh materialism. Oh, my God. You know, yes. buying I'm so glad love. you brought that up. And even with holidays and stuff. And I'll, like you said, there's nothing wrong with giving gifts, but yeah. how about giving gifts just for the hell of it yeah I mean, exactly because it's a wednesday know, hey you know? <laughs> i was thinking of you you yeah. know and i wanted to do this for you and yeah. things like that absolutely absolutely I so feel like, interesting yeah i feel like that's really what a gift should you know mean is that someone was thinking of you enough and saw yeah. something that they related to you about and they bought it so you could share a connection over that item that they understood you on a level that you know maybe not a lot of other people absolutely. do you know and that's yeah. It's and, so, I, and then I'm going to save it for Christmas or your birthday, as opposed <laughs> to like, hey, a random day that I was thinking of you, I wanted to give this to you. It's like, oh, well, I'll buy this for him, and I'll just wait and give it to him on a special occasion. And it's like, why? You know, like, to me, a gift out of 
out of the heart is way better than some gift out of obligation, you know? Exactly. Especially when you realize that, like, technically, this is a made-up calendar, and it doesn't really mean anything, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, somebody just pulled some shit out of their ass and exactly. was like, you know, hey, I'm going to... You know, and and that, and then it gets the pressure and the stress. Look how stressed out people are around Christmas and things now. Know. You know, like I have to get a gift for all these people, or they're going to judge me. I mean, it's just it's sad and it's creating unnecessary stress. And again, you go back to obligation, making them feel. You know, a, a controlling mechanism. You know, controlling people, controlling things, keep people in a fog, using fear, obligation, and guilt to maintain control. Of yep. someone. And so, yeah, it's, it's really interesting that, you know, it's so simple to just be and be in love and love others and love yourself and just, you know, just be yourselves and no judgment, no expectation. Just, hey, let's hang out, shoot the shit, and we'll each contribute whatever to the meal or something. You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't have to be so complicated. Exactly. And it comes back to that simple but not easy thing, you know, not necessarily easy because exactly we've all been programmed to think that everything is so complicated that simple is actually hard these days. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? And, right? You know, and then you have the judgment of others being like, oh, how dare you think outside the box? How dare you go outside the matrix and believe that, you know, what we've been taught has been bullshit. <laughs> exactly. It's it's so true. And that's, you know, another reason why I mean, like, just think about this, right? We have Thanksgiving, where we're supposed to be grateful over everything. And then we have Black Friday, like the worst day ever for consumerism <laughs> out of the day after, right? I know. And it's like, exactly. you know, I look around and it's just, you know, it's Trample funny because, on each other to yeah. get some stupid thing. It's crazy, you know, and that and it goes back to again about the stress over the holidays, you know, because people think that they have to do all this stuff and they have to get the exact right gifts of the person that the person asked for, you know, and it's like we can all get ourselves anything. I mean, Amazon is at the finger at our fingertips, right? So like yeah. I, I don't even understand what it really means anymore. So that's why, like, personally, that's one of the biggest reasons why I love cannabis, because it just completely takes you out of that and it allows you to just be present with someone and just have a great conversation, you know? Yeah. And yep. Before I was actually like aware of all of this stuff we're talking about, I was unknowingly using cannabis to pop myself out of the matrix just to be able to like relax, you know? Yeah. And, right. You know, and it's like I, you know, speaking as someone who worked at a dispensary and saw thousands and thousands of people coming in, I think a lot of those people are doing that same thing unknowingly. Like they're just stressed and they want some relief and they don't know how to get it because again, they don't know how to get it. Exactly. Yeah, we're never they don't taught. Know where to go. We're never mm -hmm. taught how about our breath, right? Which is our literal life force. It's our gas and brake pedal for all of life. We're never taught about that. We're never taught about the value of silence. We're never taught about any of this stuff. So what do we do? We use substances to find it, right? And yep. it's unconscious. We don't even know we're doing yep. it for that reason, you know? It makes us feel good, so we do it, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're looking for and, – and it's temporary. You know, when yeah. we do it in that way, it's temporary fixes for yep. – for again, going back to the root cause issues, and that's where this story work has just, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I can't even talk about it without crying, actually, <laughs> because it's transformed my life in ways that I didn't remember were possible. You know, it's, uh, it really gets to the, to me, from, in my experience, it gets to the root of everything of literally everything and having all those past traumas and, 
and stored uh, limiting beliefs and things like that released, you know, like permanently out of my body. Like I have a zest for life and an excitement for life and love for myself and others that's even deeper and more so than than I can even put into words. I, in fact, last week I had this amazing experience in meditation that was so I was I was crying because I was just so grateful the bliss and the peace that I had never experienced before because, you know, it was a lifetime of, of stress and things. And that's a lot of people are experiencing that. And that's why, you know, when I came across this, this language and, and story work, I was so passionate about it. I was like, okay, I'm totally changing my whole business structure <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> of what I was focused on before. And this is definitely the epicenter of it now. Yeah. And speaking of story work, considering we're both certified story work coaches, I would love to get your take on what story work is to share with the listeners and the magic it's had on your own life. Oh, yeah. I will attempt to get that out without crying. Um, <laughs> Crying's allowed. It's my podcast. You can cry if you want to. <laughs> it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Exactly. Um, you know, one of the biggest things I, I'm I'm very open. I'm always very open to learning and and hearing and you know experiencing different things. And I'm so glad that by the time I started doing the coaching with Mark, um, I had already gone through so many different modalities and types of uh, coaching and other things programs to overcome the stored trauma and, and emotional things that I knew were there. I, I, and I was, and I was willing to release it. You know what I mean? I was willing to let go of it. I just, you know, all the positive thinking in the world was not doing it for me. And in my experience, the first, and the funny thing is, is when Mark started coaching me, I was in this state of bliss. I was like, wow, I really, you know, I was taken up to the quantum realm in this meditation and I got this download and I was shown this is who you are. And I was like, wow, what have I been stressed about? And Mark's like, hey, you should try this coaching. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Like, you know, and most people, and this is, you know, a sad thing is that a lot of people in my experience that I talk about this too, oh, well, I feel really good, you know, and I, I feel really, well, I felt amazing. And yet I was still open to listening and learning more and trying it out. And I'm glad I did because I never would have experienced this or or come across this had I not done that, had I not been open to just seeing, just seeing, just, you know, just to find out, you know. And so when I did the first session, I could feel no shit. I felt that shit leave my chakras. Mm. my in my, the inside my body not just my mind and all, all the other things i realized maybe in a neuro pathway neurotransmitter psycho neuroimmunology kind of way were helping me you know in my brain however when i started doing this coaching with mark and this story work i realized that that was that stuff being pulled from my body that was stored there and the subconscious that maybe, you know, I didn't realize was there. And uh, that first session, I was like, holy shit, what is this? <laughs> what is that? And the more it happened, 
the more it released, the more I realized this was something very different than anything else I had ever tried before. And so I, and then the more I did it, the more open I became, my heart became open, my body became more open, more spacious, more, you know, light. And now, after just, you know, going from this full-on PTSD state that I was in to uh, complete and utter bliss, regardless of my circumstances and, you know, and what's happening now, now it's like focusing on creation, focusing on what I choose to create in, in, in my reality and helping others create and working and co-creating with others like you and the other coaches and other people and, you know, just having a blast even amidst all this craziness. Mm. And if, you know, who would have thought that there was something out there that could do something this sound in an environment and in a world amid such chaos, you know, and, and that to me, it's, it's there's just not enough. I was literally crying in meditation last week because I was just so grateful that that I came across this and um, and that I met Mark and that he was so great. Him and Adam and, and Mike, you know, creating this powerful tool for people that's so simple mm-hmm. and you can do remotely for crying out loud. You know, I mean, it just doesn't get better than this. <laughs> yeah. I could not have explained that any better myself. And I'm so glad that you explained it in that way because, again, we talked about, you know, being able to explain things simply. Like that was such a simple, easy explanation of what this does, but powerful because this work has been the most powerful thing I too have learned to be able to be in service of others. And, you know, I have a background in psychology and I always really have loved helping people on their journey and charging their batteries. And, but what I've learned is that, especially with coaching, you know, everyone has the answers to their own issues within them. And the problem is that, you know, like that's why advice just never really works and never really worked for me speaking for myself specifically, because, you know, it might've worked great for that person. You know, it might've been the way that they got around what was bothering them, but the most impactful and powerful way to get through to someone is to have them come to the conclusion on their own. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's where Mark has been such a phenomenal teacher because he guides you and without telling you what to do, he allows you to draw. And the biggest thing, the, the biggest thing that you touched on the trusting yourself, mm-hmm. the trusting myself. Yep. I, again, that's where I really get teared up because growing up, you know, being made to feel so stupid and like I wasn't capable of anything and, you know, and believing that I needed other people to validate or, or tell me what I needed to do, where I needed to go, how I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't know who I was yeah. because I was told that who I was, was too, too ignorant, stupid, whatever mm-hmm. to know how to do anything on my own. So I was constantly looking and Mark, <laughs> I know I've driven him insane. I'm sure sometimes <laughs> with, you know, blowing have. up his phone because, <laughs> because I, I, it was terrifying in in the beginning to, and I, and I, you know, I was, wasn't sure. I was unsure of myself. I didn't trust myself because I was made to believe that I didn't know anything. And that, um, and so when I started trusting myself and listening to that inner voice 
And honestly, Ryan, to me, that is what this whole life experience has been about. Being here on Earth is our experiencing what we came to experiencing, to know what love is. I needed to learn what love isn't and have more of an appreciation and gratitude for all these of nature and other people and experiences and, and to be able to look back on my past where that was so traumatic and so abusive only to actually be grateful for those things. And, you know, is like nothing short of miraculous really. And so, yeah, I, I just can't say enough about, about this work, honestly. You captured it perfectly there when you said that, you know, the the point of life is to have experiences, right? And at the cornerstone of those experiences is the experience of love because it it literally, the experience of love, you know, goes forward to every other experience you have. And if you can't experience love, then all of life is dull to you, you know, or dull for anyone that has that issue going on. And what the story work does is allow you to be able to shed the layers of the onion that are no longer serving you. So you can go out and be the person you always known and dreamed you could be, you know, and it's, it's just, you know, that is just, I mean, it gives me chills just thinking about it. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of the reasons why, you know, human performance in general is self-admittedly my number one obsession in life. And, you know, that's where coaching comes in. And again, nutrition that we talked about and all of this stuff, it's all an overarching theme of human performance. And knowing that we both share that obsession, I was hoping you could give us some background info on how you became interested in that subject and your amazing project, Decode Vitality. Well, let's. See, I was in school, I was in college, and I met a guy who was doing a special type of Kung Fu, uh, and, and it was considered all internal, which means all energy. And to do that, you have to learn gosh, like hundreds of meditations, different types of meditations with different hand positions and different breathing combinations. And as I was practicing that, I was able to do things that you know, you, you're told aren't possible or that you hear or see in movies. And I was just like, what is going on? It really freaked (laughs) me out. And so I realized that really woke me up to the fact that there was way more. And this was, you know, of course, in school and learning about Renee Casey with the tea and the cancer and how the government, all that stuff, it was like, okay, you know, there's definitely something we're not being told. (laughs) And I realized that we're capable of far more than what we had been taught. And so that got me interested in learning about how all this worked, you know, and I'd heard about through sales books and things like that, law of attraction, that kind of thing, and, you know, positive thinking. And, you know, and that really got me down the rabbit hole of Real, you know, how does the mind work? How does the body work? How is this possible? You know, mm. so that's really what got me down that hole. And then over the years, as I was researching all these different products and devices and things, I came across a Nikola Tesla quote where he says, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Mm. And it hit me that that is literally what everything is made of. Yeah. And when I realized that, I was like, well, if we're made of that, then that's really all it takes to, to heal ourselves, you know, and to heal others. And so um, I started, that really helped narrow my focus 
in, you know, in all the research I was doing to, um, like I said, you know, infrared, vibroacoustics, and, you know, and I had put together these devices. And then, um, and then the language, I knew language was key. I had actually done a couple other language uh, courses. I, you know, NLP, things like that. And, and here, it, but, you know, I was looking for the most efficient, effective, and economical way possible for people to assist them in healing as fast as possible. So when I met Mark at this event and saw his presentation, I was like, oh, my God, finally. That's the Somebody guy. <laughs> has got it down <laughs> yeah. to where it's simple, it's online, it's effective, and it's affordable. And so, um, so yeah, that's that's where that came from. And so... You know, I put together, you know, once I had the devices and the modalities that I wanted to bring together for people, and then that's what inspired Decode Vitality. And so now um, I'm, because of this shift and in, in what I'm doing in my business, I, uh, I'm working on the website right now. It's decodevitality.com. Um, it's not finished by any means. <laughs> It looks awesome, yeah, though. I was on it yesterday. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad yeah. you like it. Yeah. Um, so I need to, you know, tweak some things on that. And I'm creating a podcast called Remember Gnosis, which mm. is remembering who we are as creators, as divine beings, as God sovereigns, mm. that we ultimately have power over our own lives and outcomes, and we can create our own reality. That is so, epic. Oh, I cannot wait to go on that podcast. Uh, when you told me about it originally, I was like, that is such a badass idea. And, you know, speaking as someone who like, it, I never understood how much I would truly love podcasting. And it's just so much damn fun. Oh, like, I'm excited. I'm yeah. so excited. And We're, I'm really excited you had me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. We're going to have to, like, it's funny with every Enlifted coach I've had on so far, we've gotten to this point and realized, like, we're going to need a second, third, maybe even fourth <laughs> session. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you know that there is no end to oh. the podcast that you're going to be able to have. Trust me. Like, you know, I am such a chatty Kathy. Like I said, you know, I've been known to I, like again we both know that time is illusory but when you're a human you have to pay attention to it but like it's funny because since i was a kid i've just had like the worst concept of time like it's something i'm like very like, i'm always getting better at you know and it's something i'm a constant student in but you know it's funny because i'll just like go to a concert and i'll end up talking to some random person for like an hour you know <laughs> it's just like, yeah oh i know. You know i do the same thing i mean yeah. especially when you meet somebody that you that really gets it and and is passionate about the same things you're passionate about i mean it's like it could just go on forever yeah and it was funny like when i mentioned that i was going to start coaching people were like oh what's coaching like they wanted to know about it and when i was like oh i'm going to start a podcast people were like finally like god <laughs> <laughs> like, you were meant to do this you know like you could talk for days so no it's it's you you know, it's funny when I entered the Enlifted community and I met, you know, you and all these other amazing coaches and people and just human beings in general, I realized that I had really found my people, you know, like I just seriously, it's I, I feel so 
warm and just full of love myself these days. And just, you know, to put it in Aubrey Marcus's terms, I feel fit for service. You know, I feel ready to go out and change the world one person at a time. Yeah. Well, and redirect people's focus. Like, you know, where focus goes, energy flows. And it's like, come on, on, people, come play in our sandbox. You know, we're having a blast over here. We don't give a damn about all this other craziness going on. Not that we don't give a damn, but you know what I mean? I know exactly. You know, we're not focused on it. We're not, we're not stressing and worrying and feeding our minds with all this, you know, oh, what's going on? You know, it's like, let's focus on creating who we are. Let's focus on co-creating what we want for a, no, a new world. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you shift things. Stop giving energy and, and feeding that other, the matrix. And let's start feeding and focusing on, you know, love and creation and, and manifestation and, you know, all these things that we love and that we're passionate about. Yeah. Like Gandhi said perfectly, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. And it's funny because, you know, I had a post about this the other day where, like, especially during COVID, I've just seen, like, people at each other's throats arguing about moot points. Oh, no. And it's just, you know, it's like even if you prove someone wrong, quote, unquote, right? Because what even is wrong, right? It's We have seven right, billion right, exactly. different individual realities on this planet. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very subjective. Exactly. But, like, so if you prove someone, quote, unquote, wrong, they're not going to agree with you no matter how much it's, like, clear as day wrong because you're both stuck in a sympathetic response, which is survival mode. Mode, right. So, you know, you're you're wasting your energy, right? We only get so much energy Absolutely. every day. And it's like, where do you want to put your energy? Do you want to on your deathbed realize there was more because you're going to realize it at some point. It's just when are you going to choose to stop getting offended and triggered over things? Because yeah. it's up to you. You have all the power. You have all the choice, which which sounds you know harsh sometimes. But in reality, it's the most freeing thing you could possibly it understand. Is. It you know? is. Yeah. Accountability is so freeing, actually. And yet we have there's so many that are, are concerned about judgment from others. And that has been the most freeing thing for me is to really just not give a shit. What yeah. other people think, 100%. you know, and just get to be. And that's, again, like you said, with this coach's community and and being around other like minded individuals is that they, you know, l- let you be who you are. And even if we have different opinions or different, you know, outlooks on things, it adds to variety. We don't sit there and judge and condemn the other person for not having the same viewpoint we do. Exactly. We just, you know, trust and allow, allow people to be who they are, allow people to walk their path learn what they need to learn in their in their experience in their lifetime and that's really what remember gnosis is about is that we all came here to experience different things and who are we to tell someone else what that is mm-hmm. wow that was perfectly stated once again you know and that's why you know, we got to do a round two in this because i feel like people <laughs> <laughs> at least around two you know i feel like this is the stuff that We're seeing, you know, again, like we talked about in the beginning, the renaissance of meditation and all these things, you know, a resurgence of people starting to question things again and start to actually like turn back on their ability to be critical thinkers. And, you know, I think it's a, you know, pivotal time in the human in human history because there are people like you and I and all these coaches and all these amazing people like Joe Dispenza that, you know, have figured a little bit of it out. And when we all get together, we're able to, you know, prompt each other with the right questions at the right time to figure more of it out. And then we can help other people, you know, and 
it's funny because, you know, Aubrey Marcus talked about in one of his episodes during a plant medicine journey, he had, um, he had like, you know, had a really bad experience. I think it was Wachuma or something. And he was just feeling very sick. And he saw this image in his head when he, he put his head down and closed his eyes. And he saw this image of tons of little like, um, bobbleheads almost like, but like little robotic bobbleheads walking around and they were uh-huh. all, they were all unlit, right? They were all like, you know, kind of dark. And then he reached out with his finger and he touched one and all of a sudden it stopped moving and it lit up and then it looked around and then it put its finger out and touched another one and it lit up. And it was kind of like that waking up point that I think humanity is coming to right now yeah. with everything going on. I mean, there's a huge collective awakening and I'm just super grateful to be a part of it and to be able to help Absolutely. people guide and to have people Absolutely. around me that can you know guide me further down this path, you know, so yeah. Yeah, it's really coming down to that, you know, fear, fear or love, you know, you can choose love and it's, and it's fun. And there's people out there that genuinely do love and care about mankind and humanity. And, you know, you won't be judged and you won't have this expectation, you know, other than, you know, do do the work, work on yourself. You know, we're here, we're ready to help. Yeah. And, and be facilitators in any way we can. You know, I always say to people, fear can stand for two different things. It can stand for false evidence appearing real or, you know, face everything and rise or forget everything and run. So actually three different things, you know, and it depends yeah. on what That's you great. choose. Yeah. You choose to make it, you know, stand for. And, exactly. You know, it's again, a choice. Yeah. And we get to, again, we talked about accountability when we choose to be accountable, right? We then put ourselves in the power to make the decision of what we choose fear to stand for. And when you yep. realize that Fear is just another emotion, right? It doesn't, you don't have to act on it. And that you get to choose between fear and love every single millisecond of every day, then you become, like you said perfectly, the ultimate creator of your life once more. Well, and, and one of the shocking things that I recently, this was just in the last month or so, is that I really, because of this work and, and continuously, you know, working on myself and I've literally overcome fear. And it's the most freeing feeling ever. You know, we can choose not to be. And it's an illusion. When you realize it's an illusion and it's just there to keep us from remembering who we really are as creators, Mm -hmm. then you are like, okay, I'm not going to feed that anymore. I'm no longer going to give that energy. I'm going to focus on being a creator and manifesting my reality. Yeah. It's like what animal inside of you are you going to feed, you know, with your thoughts, with exactly. the things you put in your body. I mean, with the, you know, the people you surround yourself with, you know, every interaction you have in life, whether it be with nutrition, you know, emo- physical, mental, mental, emotional or spiritual, you know, it feeds one of those two sides, fear or love. And again, you get to be the decider of that. You know, no one is a victim. You know, everyone yep. is, you know, able to make their own decisions in life. And I think yep. it's just so important. And it's been one of the most impactful realizations in my own life. And I'm hoping that people listening to this right now can, you know, just take it into their scope and, you know, evaluate it for themselves and see what becoming a creator means to them. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I am super grateful for you, brother. And 
And let's, yeah, and as soon as I get my podcast going, which should be soon, then definitely having you on and we can continue this conversation. Yeah. (laughs) We can go on forever about. (laughs) Yvonne, this has been such an absolute blast having you on. And being as how I only got to touch on a lot of the subjects we're both mutually passionate about, it's safe to say a round two is already in existence in the quantum realm. Where can people go? Yeah. Where can people go to find out more about you and all of the amazing services you offer and things you're up to? Well, right now they can email or call me <laughs> because <laughs> the website, until I get the website done um, and the podcast going, then, you know, I'm happy to talk to anybody who's interested in a discovery call and wanting to know more about what I offer. Yeah. And, and hopefully in the near future, uh, the website should be completed. I would say, let's see, this is August by next month. Awesome. If someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would you suggest that change be? Trust yourself. Listen to that inner voice and remove the distraction so that you can hear it. Awesome. Guys, 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 trust me when I say it's not every day that I meet someone who not only understands the mechanics behind how to create balance in the mind, body, and spirit, but is also so eager and ready to spread her knowledge and excitement for human optimization to each person she encounters. If you find yourself lacking in the areas pertaining to either your physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual well-being, look no further than Yvonne to get you back on track to the greatness you are destined to achieve. Yvonne, thank you so much for stopping by the show. And until next time, may the journey of your life be smooth, exciting, and full of love. Namaste. Namaste, brother. Thank you. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. 
So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever. 